1: anything goes tonight. I'll share stories about sex, stories about sex and coronavirus. I'll answer your questions and if you want to shout out to a particular local hero, these are all the folks we know who are on the front line risking their own health and the health of their families, then let's uh, let's give them a shout out. So you can text me at 514 514- or you can call in at 514 800 So I got this from Mark, and it's a prayer by Cameron Velm. He sent this to me, and I want to read it because I thought it was very touching. Um, May we who are merely inconvenienced remember those whose lives are at stake. May we who have no risk factors remember those most vulnerable. May we who have the luxury of working from home remember those who must choose between preserving their health or making their rent. May we who have the flexibility to care for our children when their schools closed, remember those who have no options. May we who have to cancel our trips, remember those that have no safe place to go. May we who are losing our margin money in the tumult of the economic market, remember those who have no margin at all. May we who settle in for a quarantine at home remember those who have no home. As fear grips our country, let us choose love. During this time when we cannot physically wrap our arms around each other, let us yet find ways to be the loving embrace of God to our neighbors. I thought that was beautiful. Prayer by Cameron Belm, B-E-L-L-M. So thank you for sending that along. That was uh, that was beautiful. Then I got another email from a listener. I just finished dinner in the basement all alone crying. I cannot let anyone see me like this. I'm supposed to be the strength in this place. I am a single mom, daughter. Her friend and her mom have been with us for weeks now because of complicated reasons. I've been listening to your show more often now than ever and enjoy it. Tonight, the four of us are supposed to play charades and maybe a board game, Then everyone will get on their phone or tablet doing whatever it is they do. We try and keep the news off, and the radio is no help. It is depressing and scary." The younger girls bicker a little now and we are all feeling the stress. Tears are flowing down my face. As much as we hear good stories and others helping others, the reality is no physical contact with other people. I'm trying to pull myself together, but I feel another few weeks of this I will go insane. How about an uplifting show, something we can laugh about a bit? Sex problems can have a comical side. I just needed to vent and cry a little. Maybe you can recite a funny poem about being confined. Okay, passion poet, a funny poem about being confined so we can help out this, uh, this listener, obviously what you're going through is, uh, not unusual. It's okay to cry. It's okay to have moments of vulnerability and, uh, and, and crying and that's, that's fine. You need to let it out and you know, yourself, you, you go into your corner, you'll have a good cry and come back to uh to handle the situation so it's okay give yourself permission don't feel bad about doing that uh we're all under a lot of strain some more than others obviously and it's not an easy situation for a lot of people everybody's feeling it in one way or the other so it's okay give yourself that permission to just let go every once in a while Uh, and, and get back to it. But you will not go insane, I promise. Just make sure you take care of yourself. That self-care is crucial at a time like this. Make sure you eat well, that you find a way to exercise, even in, in the home. There's all kinds of people doing online exercise classes. Connect with people, uh, through, uh, social media. Connect with people through FaceTime or any other, um, way to, um, connect digitally with people. So, Those are the things that would, that will help you. And it's okay to take space for yourself and time away from the whole gang that you're, uh, you're isolating with go remove yourself. That's fine. That's very fine. So what came out today was uh the was uh an announcement by Trojan and CCAN. CCAN is the uh, Sexual Information Education Council of Canada. They put out now this uh, sexual health and COVID-19 um communique if you will. So they uh, and, and I'm going to read it to you just so you know what the government is uh, saying about Um, about sexuality in in this time of COVID-19. It says the Public Health Agency of Canada has issued guidelines for the prevention of COVID-19. One of the most important uh, COVID-19 prevention strategies is to remain six feet or two meters apart from others. Any physical contact with another person, including sexual behaviors, can be high risk for getting or passing COVID-19. Sexual health and wellness are always important. Here are some tips for how to enjoy sex and to avoid getting or passing COVID-19. So I'm going to share with you their tips. The first, first one, masturbation. Masturbation is low risk for COVID-19. Wash your hands and any sex toys you use before and after masturbation for at least 20 seconds with soap and water. Masturbation allows you to get in touch with your own sexuality and focus on your own sexual wellness. Masturbation can be a pleasurable way to relieve stress. Next one is sexual relationships with household partners. Sexual partners who share a household who do not show symptoms of COVID-19 and have taken precautions to avoid infection from outside their household might choose not to practice physical distancing within their home. After assessing the risk of getting or passing COVID, if you have chosen to engage in sexual activity with your existing household partner, keep the following in mind. The COVID-19 pandemic is very stressful. Due to stress, some individuals may be less interested in or able to engage in sexual activity, while others may be more interested in sexual activity. Now more than ever, communication about sexuality can be important to maintain and enhance intimacy within a relationship. Consent to sexual activity by all partners is essential. Creating physical and emotional boundaries can be helpful for some. For others, focusing on connection and engaging in novel activities, whether sexual or not, together might be beneficial. Sexual relationships with uh, non-household partners. To maintain physical distancing, avoid physical sexual contact with people outside of your household. We had this conversation with Dr. Mitch, by the way, in assessing the risks. Uh, This includes leaving your home to meet new or existing sexual partners or having those partners come to your home. There are a number of options for non-physical sexual connections with new or existing sexual partners. Sexting, online virtual dates, or phone sex. These options provide opportunities to establish or enhance sexual communication with newer existing partners. This can help to build intimacy and contribute to satisfying and mutually pleasurable relationships while remaining safe during the pandemic. So this is uh the a uh, communique put out by Trojan along with CCAN, the Sexual Information Education Educational Council of Canada. And the final thing they talk about is safer sex and contraception. It's extremely important to practice safer sex um, using condoms, for example, to prevent sexually transmitted infection transmission during the COVID-19 pandemic. Access to health care for both the testing as well as the treatment of newly acquired STIs may be limited. So remember that some people may decide that do, they do not want to become pregnant during the pandemic. Condoms with lubricant are an effective form of contraception, which are easily accessible and can be ordered online. Thank you, Trojan and CCAN for uh, keeping us, helping, keeping us safe sexually. But I will talk to you about what other doctors have said <clears throat> as well when it comes to the coronavirus and sexuality. But first, let's check traffic with Lauren Glaze.
0: A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori batido
1: Anything goes tonight as we do every uh, Friday night usually and if you want to give a shout out to a particular local hero somebody who's working on the front lines you can do that here. We'll say their name on the radio and whatever message you want to give at 514-800. Now before I get to um, giving you a recap because a lot of people are asking questions about sex during the coronavirus and I, and I mean sex related to uh, the virus and infection and all of that so we'll talk about that but before I get to there I want to read you and I, I found this it was really cute called um from this is an on in huff post online 25 of the funniest tweets about married life married life right now I'll just read you a few that I loved um husband says I was thinking later we could and then me I have the coronavirus. Uh, I thought that was kind of cute. Quarantine day two, hour 689. I've become very aware of my husband's toenails and I'd like to be voted off the island now. <laughs> um, this one from Mark. Shout out to my wife for always finding me something to do around the house during this quarantine. Uh, let's see what other. Is. This one from Ursula. Today, my husband replaced four of our uh, our toilets three faucets a mailbox a dishwasher and started building our back deck i watched two movies took a nap and made oatmeal in the crock pot all while while day drinking as you can see we are both living our best quarantined life (laughs) Uh, is it too late to sign a prenup asking for my wife and uh, Dan says, me, when the dog gets his nails, nails clipped, is it a manicure, a pedicure or a mani-pedi? Wife, I hate that you're making me think about this. <laughs> uh, marriage is all about spouses screaming where and there till one of them dies. Uh, Jawbreaker says, husband, uh, want to get lucky? Me, sorry, we have to stay six feet apart. Husband, but we sleep in the same bed. Me, I'm sorry, but I don't make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> um oh my goodness some of these are really funny. Me, you know one nice part of the quarantine is that we haven't been out spending money. Wife, as she's clicking add to cart, so nice. <laughs> uh Dad bits writes, I told my wife the grocery store didn't have something she asked me to get, and for the first time ever, she believed me. So those are just some of the fun uh, fun tweets. <laughs> It's fun to see. I mean, we look, I, I get it that we're, we can get tired of hearing a lot of negativity and all the news and, and everything else. I mean, it is our reality right now, but that's why I love being on with John Paul and doing his, uh, nightside idol. I think it's, it's a great distraction. I love it. I hope you love it too. And if you haven't heard it, please tune in 915 on, on Friday evenings where uh, i'm a judge with him and uh, people send in their wonderful uh like so many of them are so talented it's it's just great to see even if you're not it's just for fun so uh, i had a lot of fun with that okay Let's, uh, let's wrap this up in terms of sex and the coronavirus. And um, I just want to share with you what doctors are saying about this. You heard, I hope you heard Dr. Mitch last night talk about it. If you didn't, you can check out the podcast on com and uh, look for last night's show. And, uh, he, uh, it's at the beginning of the show, we had him on for the first half hour answering people's questions, but he did answer questions about relationships and such and like vis-a-vis, um, safe sex through this and, and safe. We're no, no longer talking about safe sex condom wise. When we talk about this now, it's, am I safe from getting this virus? Okay. So. Here are uh, is a recap. Can the virus spread through sex? And these are medical doctors who who have answered these questions. And this is one answer. The virus is thought to be primarily transmitted via respiratory droplets in saliva or mucus that are emitted when an infect, infected person coughs or sneezes. It can also live on personal items the infected individual has come in contact with, like clothing or bedding, or surfaces like countertops, doorknobs, and faucet handles. So the virus can spread during sex because of the close physical contact, kissing, cuddling, heavy breathing that is involved. And you'd be hard-pressed to do the deed while abiding by the six-foot social distancing recommendations. While we don't have a lot of data there's currently no indication that the virus is present in sexual fluids like semen or vaginal secretions, nor have other coronaviruses been known to spread via these fluids. However, it is found in feces. Therefore, rimming or mouth to anus is a risk. And that was on a government guideline, by the way, I remember this one. Um, so basically the safest way, uh, to be sexual right now, they say, solo sex. Masturbation will not spread COVID-19, especially if you wash your hands and sex toys with soap and water for at least 20 seconds before and after. So can I have sex with a partner I live with? So I gave you the Trojan Seacan uh, guidelines that they put on their website, so secan.org, uh, uh, but now this is one where a bunch of different doctors weighed in. So after yourself, your next safest sex partner might right now is a person you live with, provided that you're both feeling well and have been taking the proper precautions. So hand washing, distancing, etc. If you have someone you're quarantined with, your spouse, your partner, or whoever, I don't think there's any problem with having sex because you're, you're face to face all day anyway, according to one doctor. In fact, having sex with a live in partner may have some benefits. Yes, we know sex has benefits. It relieves stress, anxiety, helps you stay connected with your partner, and releases naturally occurring endorphins, allowing you a sense of peace and calmness during these stressful times. And a whole bunch of uh, doctors agreed on that, and I agree on that one as well. So that advice only applies if you and your live-in partner are sexually exclusive. If one or both of you have been physically intimate with others during social distancing, which is ill-advised, by the way, then you could be exposing each other to infections. If your partner has sex with others, then the then risk of having the disease and transmitting it to you is higher compared to exclusive Contacts. If you or your partner are experiencing symptoms of COVID or have tested positive, sex should be avoided until you are no longer contagious as determined by your doctor and in compliance with the Centers for Disease Control. If you're infected, stay in a separate bedroom, use a separate washroom, and keep six feet away from other members of the household. If your partner falls into the high-risk category... Uh, over 65, underlying condition, consider holding off on sex. For the time being, just be safe. You may want to minimize any contact if you yourself are a high-risk exposure and could be an infected but asymptomatic, and that would include sex and intimacy. Uh, what about other partners? So having sex with a partner you don't live with would be a violation of the current social distancing recommendations from public health experts um, because they're asking you to maintain at least six feet distance between you and anyone outside of your household. There's One doctor says, There's no need to jump into bed with a new partner right now. Best to use this time to be introspective, be mindful of your needs and desires, and consider the qualities you really want in a future partner. Obviously, they also talk about those working in the sex industry which has been hard hit by the corona outbreak um they say it's best to meet with clients virtually instead of in person same goes for anyone who uses dating apps etc so and uh, Dr Mitch specified a little bit because people were asking well what if i have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and um you know, they want to, they want to visit or what have you You said. The only danger is if you, if you don't know, if both of you have been isolating and have had no contact with other people and you've not been out of your home, then the risks are very low. So that would be the condition where that would be okay. But you don't often know, or what if It wouldn't work, for example, if your boyfriend or girlfriend or your partner who you don't live with goes out to work, for example, and they're out in public and they are in front, you know, just in front, in front of other people, but also touching things that other people are touching, then there's a much higher risk. So you have, he says, be smart about it, think it through, think about all those, the risks and everything you're. Your partner could be in contact with because everything they're in contact with, you ultimately will be in contact with. So it's about being smart, not about just stopping people from getting together with loved ones, right? But we all have to be smart about this. Uh, passion poet writes, we are all going crazy. It's just not you and me today. I was arguing with Dr. Phil on TV. I changed the channel, Jerry Springer, no delight. Watched two couples have a fist fight, turned off the TV, called myself on the phone. At least when I talk to myself, I don't feel so alone. Thank you for lightening the mood, passion poet. I would imagine following the recommendations for the virus that there is a sudden demand for blow-up dolls. I would bet there probably is. I know that there is more uh, viewership on porn sites. I wonder if the sale of um, robot dolls, like the the, the robotic, um, you know, those sex dolls that are like really look really real, but they come from China. So I'm not sure that they're delivering anything like that right now. But, um, I wonder, I know that the sale of sex toys is up. So people are, are in fact, uh, seeking that out. So that's a good thing. um, so that's happening. Next I want to read you like I want to stick with the couples thing for a minute because I saw um an article, a short article written by Dr. Marty Klein that you can uh, he you can look him up online, Dr. Marty Klein. He's has a website, but he's written quite a few books. I've had him on the show in the past before and he uh, talks about coronavirus and couples and what that is doing to couples and who are the couples that um, are likely to have uh, problems, right? And I love the question that he asks. He says, you might be asking yourself this question, is this the person with whom I want to face the end of the world? That's a bit grim, the end of the world, but uh, it's a good question, right? Um, spending so much intensive time with the partner that... Um, you may realize, is this the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? So that's a question many couples may be asking. So we'll talk about that coming up after we check in with our CJD 800 newsroom.
2: From the
0: pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion. CJD eight hundred.
1: A couple of text messages to share with you before I talk to you about an article written by Dr. Marty Klein called uh, entitled the "Coronavirus and Couples." Um, correction: The end of the world as we know it, rather. Good point which on the bright side could result in a more constructive and conscientious interconnected relationship with both our environment and human counterparts alike. I like that, and I'm with you on that, and I'm hoping and praying that that's what this will all uh, result in, actually. I've been with the same man for 14 years. We do not live together. We are both self-isolating and not taking public transport. Forbidden to be closer than two meters in public seems confusing. We are both being very responsible and working from home. I appreciate the need for rules, but forcing isolation seems excessively cruel. Well, actually, according to Dr. Mitch last night when we asked this question, if you, you and he are isolating... Um, separately and you only see each other and you have had no outside contacts with anybody else and you have to make sure. But when you go there, like what are you touching? The buttons on the elevator or the handles or whatever. Like, As long as you're both very, very conscious, then um, then your risks are minimal. It's not no risk, but it's up to each one of us to decide on on the, the, whether we want to take even that minimal risk so but you know if your partner wasn't working from home and was going being in public or going regular grocery shopping or whatever and you're not sure how they are following the guidelines for uh, hygiene then uh, you're taking a bigger risk so you have to evaluate that uh, yourself Texture rights, i'm going to buy a blow-up doll filling it with helium and letting it go in the air let some airline pilot explain that to air traffic control except you won't see too many airline pilots because there aren't any planes flying around uh, people are already in violation of stepping out on their partners so what would make cheaters stop now if they already do it in secret man i hope you're wrong I heard there are a lot of cheating going on before the virus, so I would recommend people not to have sex unless they are quarantining 24-7 together without going for a walk or drive alone. Well, you, it does require trust. Trust that your partner is following the rules and following, well, you certainly hope they're following the marital rules, right? Especially if monogamy is what you signed up for originally. So uh, you would hope that that would be there. But aside from that, uh, we also have to trust that our partners are following the hygiene rules as well, right? Um, Hi, Doctor. I think there will be lots of new babies next year due to the isolation of couples. What do you think? P.S. Tell people out there to tip Uber drivers out there. Oh, that must be from an Uber driver. So there you go. Our Uber drivers, I think, are... Uh, also our heroes because they're out in the front lines not not like doc you know not exactly like doctors and nurses maybe but they are carrying people to and from the hospitals and they are having people in their vehicles and such so they also are the ones uh, who have to be thanked uh, texture writes the fact We are dealing with an enemy we cannot see, and we lost control of our own lives. Is causing us all to look at each other very differently. We tend to look at our, our partner as a source of security in some way or another very, very hard now. It's true. You're right. Uh, Just Drew writes, every time my wife goes out for groceries, I bug her when she gets home about washing her hands. I know she does it. Should I be bugging her? I do the same. You know, my husband, we have one designated grocery shop goer, and that's him, not me. And I make him uh take off his clothes right away. <laughs> so, um and I don't mean that in a dirty way. <laughs> I mean, like, change your clothes, honey. Put everything in the laundry when you come home. And he knows, obviously, he washes his hands immediately and, and blah, blah, blah. So, Um, definitely, uh, it's okay to, to remind your partner. Uh, believe it or not, I still hear overgrown adults on dating lines, still looking to actually meet for casual sex. No, seriously. Wow. That's scary. That means people are really not taking this stuff seriously. If they're going to meet up with strangers for casual sex, that does not make me happy. I want to read you this article by Dr. Marty Klein, uh, Coronavirus and Couples. If you're in a couple this month, you've probably asked yourself at least once, is this the person with whom I want to face the end of the world? Whether your answer is a joyous yes or a resigned I guess so, let's talk. Being Because being cooped up with someone, anyone, day after day, for what seems like an eternity, will educate us about ourselves, about Mr. and Ms. Imperfect, and about love and relationships. For many of us, that's a bigger danger than the virus. Because assuming you don't die from the virus, and most of us won't, the pandemic will eventually go away. But your partner will still be there, as will your relationship, with all the dents and worse you've each inflicted on it. Every crisis exposes the architecture of the structures under stress—a building, a government, a relationship— Whether sound or not, the infrastructure of every couple includes systems for communication, making and keeping agreements, conflict management, anxiety and fear management, spending decisions, parenting, and sex. And if those systems were shaky or not the product of consensus before the crisis, they will be hit hard and exposed when the big one, infidelity, infertility, job loss, coronavirus, strikes. That's what's happening right now in households across the world. In some couples, the more cautious person will defer to the other. In other couples, the less cautious person will defer to the other. If this method has typically worked for a couple before, it will continue to work during the virus. If not, conflicts about safety and risk will presumably grow during the lockdown. In some couples, people won't agree on what level of risk to take, and they will face daily conflict. I don't know if that's anybody listening who is facing this. Let me know at 514-800. I'm reading from an article uh, called Coronavirus and Couples by Dr. Marty Klein. You can find his uh, website with all kinds of other information he's also a, a psychologist with a, a specialty in sexuality he says uh, here are some other couples who will face a lot of conflict while dealing with coronavirus couples who hadn't agreed on how neat or messy the house will usually be couples who hadn't agreed on a parenting style they'll both use couples who hadn't yet settled into a sexual routine couples who hadn't agreed on how many children they'll have Couples who hadn't agreed on who shops, who cooks, and who cleans up. Couples in which one partner had been unhappy about the other's drinking or eating habits. Many couples who used to argue about such things every month or two are now going to find themselves arguing about them every week or two, and then every day or two. That's what happens when you squeeze people into a smaller and smaller emotional space without enough routines for coping. Many people are going to learn lessons about trust they weren't planning on. If you and your partner agree on, say, a routine for going to and returning from the market, will you both stick to it or will someone cheat just a little? Couples are being forced to trust each other more right now, whether they want to or not, whether they're used to it or not. As we all flirt with anxiety or depression, partners will have to get better at asking each other for help, a hug, or a supportive word, even if they're uncomfortable doing so and can't predict the response. Having bravely asked, people will also have to get better at accepting help. This is not the time for making ridiculously fine distinctions between sympathy, pity, kindness, and being judged, which is the way many people keep intimacy at arm's length. We all want our dignity, but grown-ups know that having needs doesn't mean someone is weak. Just as this is a time to learn new relationship skills it may also be a time for refining our sexual repertoires. At times, laying down and hugging nude may be far more nourishing than genital sex. Let's promote kissing from the foreplay menu to the primary event menu. With privacy limited in many households, sex may now be rushed or shushed. Ten minutes of slow and passionate fondling kissing or self-stroking together with both partners fully present, may be way more satisfying than huffing and puffing intercourse with one eye on the bedroom door and one ear on the bedroom wall. (laughs) Uh, So you and your beloved uh are now stuck together in the endless purgatory of home lockdown. You can see him or her getting lethargic or eating too many cookies or losing interest in their hobbies or spending too much time reading endless, pointless stories of COVID spread. What? to do <laughs> doesn't tell you what to do I just thought it was brilliant I love the way he was saying this so uh, more of your text coming up and we'll talk about sex workers um, what's their future like during this COVID-19 lockdown after we check traffic with Lauren Glazer
0: With Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800.
1: A little bit of everything today, tonight. Uh, We have Kathleen on the line. Hi, Kathleen. Hello. How are you? I'm a little annoyed. (laughs) Oh, I know. Aren't we all
2: just a little bit annoyed? No, but I'm annoyed because we're ignoring my part of the population. I have a wonderful man in my life. We've been together for over a decade. Right. And I'm not allowed. We don't live together, so I'm not allowed to walk within two meters of him Well, hold in on. public. And according to the new rules I'm hearing, he shouldn't be allowed to come over. But we both work from home. We're being careful. We're right. following all the rules. Right. That's wrong. But that's you know. It's right not now, a law.
1: It's not the a law no, that no, you're no, not, not allowed.
2: Not, sorry. T- t- I, I'm sorry. It's just. It's not a fact of a law, but we're very respectful and we follow all the rules and we're really, really careful, and now I'm being told that one of the best Parts of my life I'm not allowed mm. well listen that's unhealthy
1: you're you're absolutely right and uh, but 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 there's every case is different okay and dr. Mitch last night was very very clear about this everybody's different if in your situation you are both completely isolating and you go nowhere and you have contact with no one your risk is minimal from getting from your place to his place so if you get into your car from your home and go to his and you're not in contact with anybody then you'd be relatively safe a hundred percent no public transport Right, so no public you trans-
2: Occasionally, go to the
1: grocery store. Right, but you like once every week or two. Right, then you have to trust that your partner or whoever's going to the grocery store, whether it's—I mean, you trust yourself, but your partner—that they are following everything. Right, that they are not bringing home any virus because they're washing their hands immediately. They're washing down. They're taking off. You know. Removing the clothes they were wearing when they went grocery shopping, uh, washing totally down whatever get that. it is.
2: Mm-hmm. I totally get that, and I'm. You have no clue how respectful I am. So if you all trust- the rules and everything, but the thing is, if I go for a walk with him in public, we're not allowed to be within two meters of each other. Well,
1: it, well, because it's just, we don't live together, right? Except that you would be. Only seeing each other, so according to what what Doctor Mitch said last night, that would be okay because you'd only be seeing each other.
2: I and, heard on CGAD earlier today was that, or sorry, yesterday was that if we do not live together, we cannot be within two meters of each other right. out in public. That is
1: the general rule for everybody because, okay. because we don't know who's doing what and who's having contact where and whatever. So that's just the general rule. But from what Dr. Mitch said last time, I'm going to repeat it. He said each situation could be different because it really, really depends on what you're doing personally, what your partner is doing personally. And if both of you are in contact with nobody else and there is, you are not coming into contact with any potential uh, surface, so then so then you would be okay. That would be. I haven't be, seen my
2: kids in weeks.
1: Yeah, I I haven't seen my kids in weeks either. <laughs> my, like a long time. <laughs> that yeah, but uh, again, I I think I might trust my partner more than I would trust my kids at this point. Thank right. You. <laughs> Anyhow, good luck to you and stay Thank safe, you. Kathleen. Okay, take okay, care. Bye bye. <laughs> Again, if people want to listen to a Dr. Mitch in his own words, please listen to the podcast from yesterday's show at the very beginning of the podcast uh, of the show. He talked about this. So I don't want to put words in his mouth. Just listen to them directly. And if you want to follow his, um, his advice, that's on you, right? Again, it's like assessing the risk, um, (laughs) <laughs> Kath so text her, I said, Kathleen, get him over. Sounds like you need to get blank, blank. Just call him over. Um, if you don't live together, you shouldn't get together. Just like next door neighbors. But your next door neighbor, you don't know who they've been exposed to. And again, it 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 matters on the this the situation. I think is is really what I got out of it. Um. But other people feel differently. Someone says to the madam, annoyed she is selfish for her needs, not for the greater good of mankind. But you heard her. She's extremely careful and she works from home. She goes nowhere. Um, again, someone else says you can use your reasonable judgment and logical judgment. And that is exactly what Dr. Mitch talked about is think, think and see and use your logical judgment now would i expect a 20 year old to have the same judgment as a a a grown person a middle-aged grown person no uh, actually which is why i said i would trust my partner before i would trust that my kids have not been had taken all the uh, the measures especially since i'm not watching them they live they don't live with me they they live on their own um just drew said dr joe said you would have to step into a wet spit at the end of your driveway in order to bring it into the house i guess on your on your shoes because people are worried about the shoes another text writes i want to know those parents who allow their teenage kids outside going who knows where and with whom when they come home possibly risking the entire family so do these parents realize the real risks and you're right, we have to put the screws on there because, and kids are going to rebel. I had a conversation with a friend who was a teenager who said the fights, like the, the, she's putting her foot down and the, the kid is not happy. Believe me, not happy, but too bad. Uh, Ian writes in a big shout out to Ian, uh, who says, Hi, doc. As you know, I'm in the cleaning janitorial service. I am an essential service. I was just listening to you and laughing. Um, my wife tells me to do the same thing when I come in after being out servicing the contracts that are essential services as well. Uh, so removing your clothes, Ian, right? <laughs> Always great to listen to you. Well, thank you and thank you for your service. I mean, I'm, you know, we often say thank you to, uh, for your service to the military, but in this case, uh, believe me, we have uh, a lot of people to thank doing a lot of things. And uh, as we learned yesterday, it's not just the doctors and nurses, but everybody who's making those hospitals run, everybody from – the 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 um, the janitorial crew, to the receptionists, to uh, everybody, there's a, a whole lot of people in this uh, to make this machine run. As this uh, text writes in, my friend's daughter is on the Brossard police Force, said domestic disputes calls are skyrocketing. I imagine so. Problem is they cannot ask one to leave for the night. However, you may not be able to do that, but I know that uh, there you can still call uh, crisis lines and uh, shelters I, I believe shelters can still take people so I uh, just want to give out this number again the the Canadian Mental Health Association in crisis line one eight six six two seven seven three five five three but there's also SOS violence conjugale. I don't have the number on me right now, but they can also call them and they would be able to, uh, to find, uh, what they can do. And the last story I wanted to share with you, um, the headline was future sex offers safety for sex workers during COVID-19 lockdown. Sex workers are facing a bigger problem from the pandemic than almost any other group. Not only is the entire sex business built around physical closeness, but most sex workers are not typical employees and they're rightly concerned that they won't be able to receive unemployment even as their clients and revenue have disappeared almost overnight. But technology is offering a futuristic solution in the form of, this is called Red Light Center's WG Directory, an online virtual reality sex work directory that allows working girls and guys to promote satisfying live virtual encounters to their clients so lots of businesses including the sex trade have to find new ways to do business right uh, innovative ways with people um, working from home and, and doing things like that so even in the sex trade they are looking to uh, technology to um, to help keep you know some money coming in i suppose I think that's uh, about that. Somebody said that's called a webcam and that's been out forever. <laughs> You're right. It, that, that has been out forever. But I guess this is a directory of sex workers who are offering these services somehow. Um, anyway, thank you all so much. Really appreciate you spending this time with me. And uh, you distract me. Hopefully I distract you from all of this, so I appreciate that very much. Thank you to our technical producer tonight, Nicole. And our passion researcher as well, Linda DeLisi. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. DrLaurieBetito, B-E-T-I-T-O as I spell my last name. Or just go to my website, DrLaurie.com. And um, there you'll have all kinds of information, including uh, some videos, uh, some of my uh, TEDx talks, information about my book, and all the past shows. If you go to the Passion Radio tab, you'll get all the podcasts of all the past uh, shows. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, a great weekend, stay safe, and remember to live your life with passion.